Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is Luke Cage on the air and have we started it but not finished so will we stay spoiler free? Yes! Is there Avengers 4 news? Absolutely! And is there a whole world of Spider-Man to discuss from homecoming to far from home? We're going all the way! This is Marvel Movie News! Welcome to Popcorn Talk featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites. I don't know why we have spirit fingers. <laughs> it's just, it you know, that's how you kick off a show. Always have spirit yeah. fingers yes. on a Tuesday. Uh, once again, Amy had to remind me it was Tuesday today Tuesday. because mm-hmm. I'm great at knowing who, where, and when I am. I definitely thought it was um, Wednesday. I thought it was Monday, so we would have both been lost. Thank you for reminding <laughs> the me. The average is Tuesday. That's so true. Here we are. are almost right. She's like, hey, I'm seeing Ant-Man today. I'm like, I'm going to a screening tomorrow. Tuesday. Today. So, <laughs> welcome to a show where hopefully I know who I am. Uh, this is Marvel Movie News. I know that much. This is episode 186, which is just crazy to me. 14 episodes to go. Somewhere in September, we'll hit the big two hundy. Very excited about it. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News. You can find us at YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can find us through Popcorn Talk's website, PopcornTalkNetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at Popcorn Talk. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, and if you retweet a link whilst we are live, Ant Manthony in the booth will retweet you. What's this about Killmonger coming back? So Killmonger, what you may you may have heard of him. Uh, well, actually, you know what? We'll get to that after we introduce our lovely panel. Joining us at the desk, the associate producer extraordinaire. Where can they find you, Amy? Hi, you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M T Z, which is an abbreviation for Martinez. Mm. And where can they find you, good sir? <laughs> Hi. Joining us again, Mr. Trevor Stein. Yes, I'm back. I'm scrubbing it up with my backwards hat and my unshaved <laughs> face. Welcome um, to Tuesday yes, slash welcome Wednesday to Tuesday or Monday. Slash Wednesday. Uh, you can find me at Trevor underscore Steins on Instagram and Twitter. So last time Trevor was on. And Vero, if you guys use me. What? <laughs> you and Zack Snyder. Just two guys yeah, on we're, Vero. <laughs> we're, we're holding it up. We're... I was only opening it to check Zack Snyder's posts, yeah. and then I realized, like, I had the internet. Right. <laughs> so I took it off my phone. Like, But I, I tried for, like, a month. I kept being like, this is relevant. Um, right. They're trying. Yeah. So we had Trevor on a few weeks ago, and the man loves his Marvel and doesn't have enough places to talk about it. So I was like, I know the man for this giant show today. There's so much to talk about, and I didn't even prep him. So we're just going to go through I haven't yeah. even looked at the he list. He doesn't know what's oh, coming. this is exciting. So fans <laughs> of improv... <laughs> Uh, so you were saying about Killmonger possibly coming back. Yeah, I was. What's up with that? What's so, the deal here? I do believe there's a video that might tie into this very, very, uh, conversation, which intrigues all of us. Do we have that? Cueing it up. There it is. You heard it here for put my, my word <laughs> in on that. Um, Eddie, I mean, look, it's a comic book universe. Yes. Spoiler alert, he's dead. 
but what? you never know huh? or no. You want, you want, does it feel like one and done with that character? I mean, that could be I'm a fan so of, of, like Marvel, of comic book spirit, you know, that everybody knows that. So, I mean, if it was ever an opportunity for me to come back and, like, join this universe and work with, like, you know, Joe Russo or Kevin Feige and Victoria and everybody over there yeah. at Marvel, reteam with uh, with Ryan, you know, of course I would. Not to get serious for a second, but I noticed your production company, you adopted the inclusion ride, right, right. which is a really important thing. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what that means and, what, like, why you guys chose to do that for your... So, this is obviously a man going, I will never say no to anything, I don't know what's going on, my character died, but in comics, well, what's death? Exactly. To me, this wasn't as big of a statement as the internet was, like, trying to make it to be, but it was a statement from Michael B. Jordan saying, yes, please. Yeah, this this headline is... Actor willing to work again. (laughs) (laughs) Talented actor wants to work for Marvel. Right. Um, But actually, you know, I I had a theory after watching Black Panther. Um, I think if he, if Michael B. Jordan slash Killmonger were to come back, um, it would be in the spiritual plane Mm -hmm. because he was technically a Black Panther. That's what I was thinking from the beginning. And so he'll show up in the the spiritual plane with all the elders or the ancestors, the previous Black Panthers. He'll be there. And his character growth was such that, like, his arc beautifully mirrored T'Challa's, which is why the movie's so strong, is, like, the Marvel villain problem was, like, these guys, like, Ironmonger, Iron Man. Like, that went on for a while. Black Panther, to me, answered that with... They're the same with opposing viewpoints. Here's how their arcs can reflect each other. Yeah. And this was a beautiful thing with Killmonger is that he was right to a point. And then you find that middle ground of ideas. And T'Challa did adopt a lot of his philosophies. So I'd love to see him in the astral plane as, you know, with that growth and to see how it might affect T'Challa's choices going forward. And I'd love that reflection. I don't want him to come back from the dead because then it would defeat the third act. Like that would like crumble the first movies. Like, yeah, I mean that, that punch at the end where he's like, um, bury me in the sea with my ancestors yeah. who need to jump from the ships instead of being whatever. Yeah, um, like not going into slavery, dying instead. Yeah, it you would totally, it would totally, I think it would take the, that. yeah, take the weight away from that. But I think if he's going to show up, it'll be in the astral plane. What do you think? I mean, like, I get it. I, it makes sense for him to not come back. But I think when we all just fall in love with a character, we just want to see more. So yeah. pretty much in any kind of way that he can come back, mm-hmm. not, you know, denying everything that happened in the third act, but just anything that we can get, I think us fans would be like, yes, please. I, I just yeah. think it would be a really yeah. interesting dynamic to have him, like, going, maybe, like, uh, communing with his ancestors for guidance and having Killmonger as, like, a little, like, angry devil on his shoulder. Absolutely. You know, kind of... Tell it, like feeding him his own viewpoints and in, in the chal- astral plane, yeah, yeah, so exactly. safely in canon. I like yeah. that idea and uh, challenging T'Challa's like views on the world. Like I love the spoiler for Jessica Jones season two that came out six months ago. I love that they had um, basically Kilgrave. Uh, yeah, Kilgrave yeah. basically purple man oh, yeah. existing as the devil because yeah. he would affect her psychologically forever, and they didn't bring him back, but he did come back. And I think that Killmonger could have a similar effect. <laughs> Jessica, just so haunting. That episode was so like <laughs> under your skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was so good too because you knew that. They appreciated what the fans liked, but they also had to respect, like, hey, it's not going to make sense for him to come back the entire time. So just yeah, a little bit. Give exactly. us a little something. A taste. Yeah. So uh, it's Black Panther, obviously, is Marquia's guy. 
Markia cannot be here today because she has another game. She's doing a game engine thing, so check her out there. And we will be going to Vegas. I saw the live chat, thought she was in Vegas. We will be going to Vegas on Friday with Schnepp and the Heroes guys. So if you guys are in Vegas, near Vegas, or have expendable money, uh, <laughs> Vegas is where Markia and nice. I will be this weekend. She's not there yet. She's just not here. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, we are seeing tonight because it's Tuesday. Yeah, I actually, I wore yellow and black and red to kind wasp. of embrace the colors. Ah, yeah. I, I had like to it. say it. I respect it. I, yeah. I saw the amount of Spider-Man news, and since he's my boy, I leaned into that. Yeah. But uh, I get it. Ant-Man, Spider-Man, you know? both insect mans. I just wore yeah. my only clean Marvel <laughs> shirt that I had left. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, arachnid and insect. I know. I was going to get corrected <laughs> in mere moments. I had to get it. I beat you to it. Um, so basically, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I haven't seen yet. A lot of people on the internet have. There was a screening last week at Disney. I couldn't make it to. Um, a lot of people have seen it. I know nothing, though. So anything I say here is not a spoiler because I'm guessing. Um, yeah. They're saying how it connects directly to Avengers 4, but I'm assuming that means post credit scene because I've said before Ant-Man and the Wasp is beautiful in its nature of being its own little corner. Mm-hmm. Like Guardians, you don't want the levity of Paul Rudd to be tarnished by the oppressive darkness of Infinity War. So I feel oh. like Michael Pena getting dusted would affect people negatively. Ooh, no, uh, no, no. Once again, Stop. I'm just saying. Uh, Leave my Michael Pena He's alone. so good. <laughs> So, uh, at the very end of this newly released featurette about Evangeline, Li- uh, Evangeline Lilly's Hope Van Dyne, Feige officially confirms what we've been speculating, speculating that it will directly connect, and that through the quantum realm, we'll see where these characters go, saying, quote, these characters are going to be very important going forward. It's safe to say the characters you're referring to are Wasp and the Ant-Man, but could characters like Ghost and Bill Foster also become part of Avengers 4? We don't know, but... What do you guys think? Do you think that brings... Do you think the whole Ant-Man canon bleeds into Avengers, or do you think it's going to stay its own pocket? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think it'd be really interesting to see because I think the quantum realm, that whole like story aspect of the Ant-Man franchise could have some really interesting implications in the larger MCU. Yeah. And so I think if they kind of utilize that um, and and brought some of those elements uh, through the Avengers films and into Avengers 4, I mean, you know, it would be really I think it'd be really interesting. Like, I want them to, to tie it in somehow, but I also do not want to leave the movie theater feeling really sad. <laughs> that's what's yeah, hard is this yeah. needs to be that lifting up because yeah. that movie broke us. Because oh. that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, you're just going to see a bunch of people get dusted. Again? <laughs> yeah. Like, we just got no. over that. Not even over it. We just experienced it. Like, if we just like, go back into another movie, like, Marvel again. Why? Why? But uh, how can they not? Exactly. Yeah. Like, how can continuity it, not tie that If it's in? supposed to tie directly in, because you're also going to see how you're gonna have to see how like ant-man and possibly the wasp hook back up with the avengers for avengers 4 yeah and that has to happen otherwise continuity i mean these aren't comics this is hundreds of million dollar movies it has to all work uh so i'm really curious a lot of people think that maybe the quantum realm lends into the idea that they went to another plane that the deaths didn't count as deaths i disagree i don't think uh that would be a cop out and marvel gets a lot of crap for copping out about death so i feel like those deaths have impact and i do feel like the line we don't trade lives cap is the only line that was repeated in infinity war i definitely think cap and the og avengers sacrificed themselves yeah. yeah that's that's gonna happen and that means those deaths did happen I mean, Spider-Man 2 does come out right after Infinity yeah. War 4, or Avengers 4, Infinity War 2. That's important. Mm-hmm. Speaking I, I... of mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home. It's called Spider-Man Far From Home! Yes. <laughs> what do you guys think of the title? Uh, you wanna... Yeah, I'm pumped. 
Well, I also love, we'll see a video about this soon, but I love the way we found out about it. Um, I think it makes sense because he is far from home. Like, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, in a way, he feels lonely. Yeah. So far from home makes total sense. And, but it's also like they're not going to give away too much mm -hmm. um, because obviously that we'd be able to figure out. So like homecoming, for example, that was like, OK, homecoming, you know, um, being welcomed home. Well, had layers because the homecoming dance. There was exactly. the, there was Marvel getting Spider-Man back. Spider-Man was coming home to Marvel. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot so of layers beautiful. in it. I loved that double meaning. And actually, to be honest, like when I first heard the title for Spider-Man Homecoming, it didn't like strike same. me. I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And it definitely, it definitely grew on me. And I'm expecting the same for Far From Home because when I first heard it, I was like, all right, that's an interesting, you know, subtitle. Right, for that's a long. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's not just a word. It's, you know, a sentence. Um, yeah. But I, I do like it. You know, I was thinking about this on my drive over here to the studio that um, my, one of my favorite things about Spider-Man Homecoming was that it really, that movie embodied the uh, friendly neighborhood aspect of Spider-Man. Where, yes. like, you didn't even see him swinging from skyscrapers in Manhattan. It like, was... it was all in Queens yeah. and, like, um, he got you know. a churro. He these, saved like, a bike. Right. Like, these <laughs> low buildings. Um, and I know, you know, I read a report that, like, it's supposed to, he's going to be in Europe for mm -hmm. this one, right? So he's going to be far from home in that aspect. Right. I also like that, you know, at the end of Avengers 4... Or sorry, at the end of Infinity War, um, he was far. He was on a different planet. Like yeah. he was literally as far from home as he He's could. He's a child be. that has been to space, been to another planet, has now died. Yeah, like that's about as far from home as you can experience. Yeah, so I'm I'm really interested to see like how that title is gonna work th more thematically mm -hmm. with the movie because I know he is gonna be literally far from home because he's supposed to be in like Europe. Um, but I I you know you know. I, I I'm think very interested. I'm, I'm interested in like what it's going to mean for him as a character. I title. think uh, I think Mysterio's not going to be from the states, which I like. Yeah, I think that having Spider-Man to me is integrally tied to New York. Yeah. I love that, but mm -hmm. I also have always hated the fact that everything in Marvel is in New York in some way. So it's like, okay, we gotta we got to land in JFK, go through security, start our villaining. Yeah, like, you know, I like. Of... I like. Um, I really like when Spider-Man as a character is placed on the world stage, mm -hmm. you know, when you have such a, like a small town character that's um, put in these like larger than life situations with these world ending catastrophes or villains, I think that really makes his character shine because he's like just a kid from a small he's town. He's an underdog in an environment he can't hang. Exactly. And I really like, I think that really lets his character shine. So I'm excited to see how that maybe will be um, exemplified in, in Far From Home. And I know this is kind of tangential, but like my secret hope, right? Because it's yeah. supposed to take this is supposed to happen right after Avengers Four. Yep. My secret hope is that at the end of Avengers Four, Spider Man comes home from Titan mm -hmm. with a symbiote. Yep. <laughs> and then, have you seen the Boss Logic painting? Yeah, I did. And Dude, it was amazing. I have did. you seen it? No. So oh, the symbiote so cool. comes from space in most continuities. Okay. In the animated series, they had it land on Earth in like a meteorite. In the comics, it's from Secret Wars where he's fighting and he like has a suit. He's got his suit all tattered, so he goes in this machine that he thinks is going to repair his suit, and then he gets the symbiote attached to him. Yeah. Has the black suit, doesn't know it's an alien for issues and issues. And it was also keep in mind the first time in 252 issues, or Spider-Man had a different suit. Issue 252, that cover was Spider-Man in the black suit that mirrored Amazing Fantasy 15. It was the first time Spider-Man had ever been in a different suit. Designed, got... submitted by a fan. As well. <gasps> 
Wow. Now there's hundreds. Like now it's oh, not. Yeah. Now if you look at a superhero, you're like, that's not a big deal that he's in a different suit. Then it was insane. It was so, iconic. Way more of a yeah. deal. So the black suit means a lot to me. It also means a lot to comic fans. I would love if Far From Home ties in in any way. It would. Uh, yeah. Me it'd, be, too. it'd be insane. He's I a mean, little young as far as canon and as far as continuity. Yeah. But, but I'd rather have that than not. They could do. It. I mean, especially by the time this movie comes out, Tom Holland's gonna be like what. Like twenty twenty, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be older. He's I always so gonna be a couple years. But I, I always thought of Spider Man with the symbiote as like a thirty year old man with like Mary Jane and him were serious. He yeah, was like dealing yeah. with like I'm a reporter. I mean, I'm a photographer, and I got to deal with this reporter Eddie Brock. So it's funny because my brain's like those aren't kid problems. Yeah, it's definitely like <laughs> the symbiote. We're a little off topic, but the symbiote is totally. Um, it, it works better, I think, when he's been Spider-Man for yeah, a long time. Like a decade then, for me. Yeah, exactly. Because then you really see the how the symbiote like affects his behavior. It's in ego. Yeah. The thing I always liked about the symbiote, similar to why I like Ben Riley, is that Spider-Man has great power meeting great responsibility. It's it's the idea of this conflict of power and responsibility. I always like the symbiote because my concept of the symbiote is. I am overwhelmed by responsibility. This is this outlet. Like, to me, the yeah. symbiote's almost like an abusive drunk. To me, the symbiote's almost like It's Tony definitely Stark's, a drug, yeah. It's like Tony Stark's uh, Demon in the Bottle. Yeah. So, to me, the reason I like Ben Riley is, to me, that represents, like, um, like a conflict of self. So, it's an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, when you snap, people have disassociative concepts. Yeah. So, I like Ben Riley because it's like, am I even me? Have I been me? So those are two of my favorite arcs that like people have conflict with. But if Spider-Man doesn't have the black suit, that's a really hard thing to have Venom. Even though I'm defending the Tom Hardy Venom movie till the cows come home, I really hope Far From Home has some sort of symbiote yeah, flavor. Yeah, me too, me too. But how'd you guys like the reveal? How'd you like the, the Tom Holland uh, cutesy little video? So adorable. I mean, obviously it was planned. Yeah, it definitely Of was. course, yeah. It definitely wasn't one of these like typical <laughs> accidental reveals. But I liked that they played into his... Yes. Penchant for ruining yeah. shit. <laughs> so cute. Um, we actually have the video. Oh, yeah. there, oh do we? Which, Let's yes, do it. It's amazing. Hey, look at that cutie Tom Aww. Holland being adorable. He also looks seventeen and going on twenty-two. Yeah, he's, he's just. The he's got to work for. He's the perfect Peter Parker man. And we can Harry Potter this and have nine of these. You know, like, yeah. That's why they I hired love young. that yeah. idea. That's the goal. I think. I hope. I'm a little confused because. Spider Man so and the spoiler. <laughs> I do know is I got the new script. I'm super excited to read it. I loved his Instagram people just freaking out. Like Tom, don't show that so like yeah, all of his fans like his kids. I mean, hey like you know it's fake because when you pull up a script on an iPad, that's it not. It does what it not looks have like. that cover. I know. <laughs> I've never like as as a as an ex or, or sometimes actor, I've never like held a cover photo that was like manicured the like, black background and everything literally like in the, the, the script font and there's 87 drafts listed and then yeah. the title that's it like yeah <laughs> uh but it was very cute to see that like kind of reveal and i loved fans freaking out i even tweeted like if this is fake blah 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 because i i loved the idea that they're leaning into his yeah they're definitely like playing with the fans which is hilarious they're it shows how um aware of their audience like <laughs> Kevin Feige and everybody at Marvel is. And which playful, is amazing, which I yeah. respect. Yeah. Speaking of Kevin Feige being playful, uh, he confirmed the title very soon after so as to not put Tom Holland in the hot seat because <laughs> a lot of the internet was like, ah, oh, it's fake. Uh, and he said, quote, we start filming early July. We film in London. We shot first. We shot the first film in Atlanta, and we shoot a lot of films in London. But there's another reason we're shooting in London, which is yes, Spidey. Of course, we'll spend some time in New York, but he'll spend some time in other parts of the globe. 
being that he's far from home. Uh, he also went on to say that the title was accidentally blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's saying, quote, it's similar to Spider-Man Homecoming. I won't say what the meanings are, but we enjoy that title because, like Homecoming, it is full of an alternate meaning. And we like continuing the home thing with the little Spidey symbol in the home. Yeah. So I like that there's going to be, like, maybe a trilogy of home. Uh, this one's home front. Yeah, there's so yeah. many options you can do. Well, Gamer Girl in the chat did say, you know, like, is this going to be a thing? That every single title related to Spider-Man is going to have the word home in it. I think for do the it. first three, maybe. I like. Yeah. I kind of like that that naming um, scheme. You know, yeah. you could call it like almost home or home front or homebound. Homebound is a good one. Yeah, homeward bound. Homeward bound. Yeah, long ways home. <laughs> long yep. way home. Yeah. You know, like there's there's a lot of play <laughs> there. Yeah, and I and like it's it. like I think it's you know it's it's evocative. You know, yeah, it's, it makes you feel things when you think about like the um, the concept of home and like especially. Again, with Spider-Man being such a small town hero, so connected to like his family and his life mm-hmm. back home, you know, it's I, I think it's it is it's a poignant naming scheme. Well, like he's it. he's really relatable too. Yeah. Like, granted, we do not have special powers that we know of. I but mean, maybe you guys don't. I'm, I'm looking. Well, <laughs> I've been bit by a spider. It sucks. It does. <laughs> I think I was once, so I'm still waiting for those powers. But you feel like you could be Peter mm-hmm. in these situations. Mm-hmm. And having that whole homey feeling, homey vibe, really just brings it home. home. So I love the way they revealed it. I love Kevin Feige within a few hours going, no, 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 he's not in trouble. I think it was very cute. Uh, I like the title. It's growing on me. I didn't at first, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I really think that it's going to be, I, I love this, this new Spider-Man. I think he's perfect. Yeah. I love Tom Holland. I love how much Marvel's fingerprints are all over both the, the Spider-Man crossover and his independent movies. Like it's the, the symbiosis of Sony hey. and, uh, and Marvel <laughs> is, is beautiful. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Do you guys have any final Spidey thoughts? Um, yeah, no, I, I just like, again, I'm super interested to see how the title, what the title means thematically and, mm-hmm. and, and how, and especially how. It relates to however Avengers Four ends, you know, yeah. how it like how Peter as a character will change throughout those those movies. Mm-hmm. I hope the third one has a breakfast scene and it's Spider Man Home Fries. So uh, Captain Marvel is. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the internet. Good. It was deep dad joke. Uh, I'm Spider-Man waiting for the internet. Oh god! Oh, international no. House of Burgers. No. The, inter- the international no. home of burgers. It's not even a house. No, I'm j- the home. Oh, oh, oh! oh. I, was, I thought they I was tying it in. What? I thought they, they double leapt it, and I was like, they can't even get the H right. <laughs> um, so, Spider-Man Three: International Home of Burgers at Burger King crossover, like Conor McGregor. Now, uh, <laughs> I really like that they're keeping with the home thing, like we talked about for all those reasons, and I like that they're giving us a little morsels without revealing too much. Because they're going to have a hell of a time advertising anything after the oh ending my, of Avengers. Oh my gosh, there's going to be so much. We've got a good one. Wade Reynolds said, Spider-Man, home run. Got him. Huh? He's going to be a baseball Just player. Just baseball. Yeah. That's an X-Men thing, but it works. <laughs> I mean, that could be its own little... Spider-Man, home alone. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland. <laughs> yes. So they're going to have a very hard time advertising. They're going to have a hard time... Like Basically, Sony needs to start advertising their movie six months before we see Avengers, at least a teaser. Mm-hmm. So how are they going to explain that? How is that going to... like? They're in a very rock and hard place. So trailers are going to be very tricky, which tangent, tangents me over to Captain Marvel. The trailer for Captain Marvel is not coming out soon. I like that. I want them to keep it close to the vest. I, I'm i like that patient nerd where everybody's like, I want the entire Phase 4 slate. I want D23 to list the next eight movies. I'm like, no, 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 no. one at a time. Because I like the, you can never get a first impression twice. You can never yeah. be surprised again. So I will never see Captain Marvel in action 
again for the first time. So I want the trailer to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I want it to be because then you get the Venom situation. I love the teaser, but it was I was spending. I went on like seven shows defending the teaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people don't, but like they weren't ready to drop a teaser. So yeah. I was like, guys, you shouldn't have if you weren't ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want Captain Marvel to be like locked because this movie is so important. Yeah, I get it, but I want it now. <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm I'm really interested in the marketing play for not only Captain Marvel but then also Avengers Four, right? Yeah. Like, because I mean, Avengers Infinity War is still in theaters. It's probably going to be in theaters for a little bit because it's you know still one making of the, money. It's like the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, um, it's doing okay. Yeah, it's doing all right. And um, and Captain Marvel comes out in March. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Avengers, or February, in, February, March, one of those. Yeah, March. and then and then um, and then Avengers four, two months later in May. Yeah, and I think I heard somewhere that they're also going to push that one to April, like push it back to April. I think they will. I think they're the same thing. But that's like, kind of insane, right? You go right from March into April, a month I apart. I guarantee the end of Captain Marvel is the beginning of something. Yeah, they'll yes. have to because, like, I mean, I think even for the MCU. Because, you know, we get, like, three MCU movies a year, yeah. which is great for me. As, it's you know, a as gift. I mean. But, like, I just think from, like, a money-making standpoint, I think even for Marvel, the biggest, you know, money-making machine in the world, mm-hmm. putting two movies that a close. month apart yeah. Is, yeah. is dangerous from a box office perspective. And so I, it, I think the way they market is going to be super – because, like, Captain Marvel's still going to be in theaters – when Avengers Four comes out, but look at Black Panther. I mean, that yeah. was February to April, so yeah. that was another full month. That was that was like a nine week spread. If yeah. this is like a five week spread, I get what you're saying. It's going to be more difficult. I think Captain Marvel might be more of a part one, part two to Avengers than Avengers Part One. Part I think there's going to be a very it, tight. It might because but Captain Marvel takes place in the nineties, and I think so the, the bookends. Yeah, I think it's going to be, be like Captain America, where like yeah. the most of the movie takes place in the nineties, then like the end cap is going to be him in modern day. It'll have to be because. But the marketing is going to be super weird because they're going to start advertising. They, I mean, the latest they can start advertising has got to be like late November? December. Yeah, yeah. I like mean, Thanksgiving like, push. Like, yeah, if you give it like three or four months of marketing, um, and then they said that they're not going to reveal the Avengers Four title until after the first trailer which I comes love. out, right? Which I really like. But like, you know, you're going to have your marketing machine pushing Captain Marvel. And then you're immediately going to have to be like, Avengers 4 as well, guys, though it's coming out right now. Avengers after. 4 doesn't need marketing. It doesn't. No, <laughs> Avengers 4 can just be like, and it's out. I just don't, Here you go. Go But I also it. don't think they're going to like skimp on the marketing. I think they can do two trailers instead of three. Yeah. I think they don't need a teaser. Mm-hmm. And I think they don't need to release the title any earlier than that because it's got a built-in audience. Like yeah. this first one making two billion. Like I agree. Like, but it is interesting. The marketing. No, I don't think any movies ever had this problem, and it's a fascinating, yeah. like, good, like bounty of riches. It's, We've got so much goodness. How do we market it, yeah. and how do we time it into our spoiler? I think about it like, um, kind of like the Avatar thing, right? Where they're gonna have to have good marketing for Avatar two because it's a decade later, right? <laughs> it's the highest grossing movie of all time, so you'd think it had a built in audience. But ten years later, yeah, no, you know, yeah, an, everyone's kind of mad. About it's it. not. It's not part of the cultural conversation anymore. Avengers still is, so I don't think it'll need as big of a marketing push, but you know there's going to be billboards that are going to be like, see how it all ends. Of course, that's going to be everything. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just like, I'm, I'm just curious how they're going to finagle it with Captain Marvel coming out a month beforehand. And... I'm curious about Captain Marvel explaining to audiences who she is because her character is so dense, her origin is yeah. so specific. They're going to streamline it. Of course. Yeah. But convincing audiences to be like, Kree technology, that alien we haven't fully introduced really in the comics, that blue person you kind of know. Plus it's Scrolls. called Captain Marvel. So to the everyday audience, they're like, 
is Marvel just throwing yeah. Captain in front of us? Are they shit? just jerking themselves off? Are they just off? in love with the, like, yeah, they're like, what if they mix Captain America and Marvel Comics? <laughs> like, that's not the case, but I guarantee, like, parts of the country yeah. will be, or, like, even on, even even here, just people that don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Carol Danvers has, has like, rocketed to the forefront uh, in the comics, right. like, you know, in the past, what, like, eight years? Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's it's definitely recent. They're definitely going to streamline her her story um, with, like, Captain Marvel and and the Cree and everything. I'm fascinated by this movie. I, I, yeah, I think I think it'll be okay though. I think it'll be palatable to new audiences, um, hopefully. Because and and the directors they got are are great directors. Oh, great! Like if you've seen Mississippi Grind, it's a lovely movie. Um, I, I have faith in in that movie. And there's I've never not liked an MCU origin film. Right. Like even Doctor Strange, which I think is the most paint by numbers film that the MCU has put out. Um, I still think is great. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely have faith in them. Because I think, I mean, I think Doctor Strange had the, a similar issue. Like right. introducing the concept of work? magic and kamataj and Yeah. And it's Dormammu. a dense movie. Yeah. That one was insane to watch the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, even the second time for someone that didn't oh, know yeah. anything about it. I was like, whoa. They're saying words you've never heard. They're right. trying to like. Stu- visually, I was like, mm-hmm. I know I'm having water, but what is it? This <laughs> water? Oh my gosh. But yeah. I think also with Captain Marvel, I mean, you've got Brie Larson, and I think that says a lot. People yeah. are going to go to watch Captain it because Marvel. of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Agree. Yeah, because Brie Larson's an award winning actress. Yeah. She's amazing. And yeah. I think Captain Marvel benefits tremendously from having um, the Guardians of the Galaxy. We've already been introduced to the cosmic realm, right. like the cosmic side of Marvel. Like I think at this point so. they can put anything out, and there's trust. Oh yeah. After yeah. Uh, there's like different tiers for me. Like when the crossbone suit came out, in Winter Soldier, I was like, oh, they trust us to believe in Power Rangers. And yeah. then when Doctor Strange came out, like, oh, we believe in the cosmic realm. Like there's different landmarks where it's like we've earned this level of yeah. whoa. Exactly. Like I remember when Thor came out, and <laughs> I remember watching an interview about uh, with the. Uh, I don't know if it was the director or or if it was like Feige or somebody. Um, they were like, "So how are you? Because I know Thor's more of like a mystical character. How are you going to introduce him into this more grounded? Because you know, by then at that had, point, Iron Man we Cap had, was we had Iron Man, right? Yeah. No, Captain oh, Cap was there right after yeah. Thor. Yeah, that's right. So we had Iron Man, which had this whole thing of like making the suit this like kind of fantastical element feel so grounded and so real that you could actually there could actually be somebody who builds an Iron Man suit, right? right? Because um, that was the trend in superhero movies around 2008. Right. You had, you like, had the Dark, Dark Knight, Knight and, make, had... and Iron Man making it all feel, like, super real and grounded, like it could actually exist. And I remember the, the response was like, well, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're massaging it a little bit to where um, it's not quite magic and it's, right. like, kind of technology. And then you have Thor. He has that line where it's like... In in my world we call it magic. In your world we call it technology. And they're the same. It, yeah, like, and I come. Here's I come a from. Tree. Yeah, he's like I come from a place where they're <laughs> yeah. one and the same. Then he draws the tree. Um, but now with yeah, you're right. We hit that benchmark. Yeah. of goodwill. We're like with Doctor Strange. We're like so. I know we kind of massaged it with Thor, but like we have full on magic. Now. Eight it's short totally years later, they're like, here's a planet. Its name is Ego. <laughs> it's alive. Also, Great. it's Kurt Russell. Like. Now audiences are like, whatever, okay. let's do this. And I love that because yeah. comics are like that. Yeah, so they... Captain Marvel is definitely in a good spot to just go. Uh, and I think that people aren't talking. So Infinity War made all the money. And my mm. selfish Deadpool loving mother ass mm-hmm. it wants to say, Deadpool's making so much money, nobody's talking about it. So before we tangent yeah. on to more Infinity War news, I have been getting updates about Deadpool. It is doing so well. It's made $700 million worldwide. It's made 300 domestic. It is now the number one comedy live action sequel ever. 
Yeah. In history. Wow. It beat Hangover and all those. This, like, no one's talking about yeah. it. It's driving me crazy. This past weekend, actually, I really... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was... The thing that I remarked most on um, is that Deadpool 2 stayed in the top five. Yeah. Um, while Solo, that came out a week uh, before, left. Right. So... Or um, came out a week after Deadpool, right? Yeah. Came yeah. out literally right after, and it just... <laughs> yeah. So Deadpool's been in theaters longer. Yeah. But has stayed in the bo- uh, the top five. Well, I just like it's not, not getting. I just wanted a little shout out to Deadpool because it's Which hard to cover how much that's going on because of yeah. Infinity War. It's, yeah. it's number three or four this past weekend. Uh, it's in the top five somewhere. Yeah, it's in yeah. the top five. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was interesting. I was like, wow. Does, so people are still going to see Deadpool, which I really, I really appreciate. Even with new releases coming out. Yeah. So it's a good movie. We, um, superhero fatigue, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. come on. Like, yeah, guys, superhero fatigue, guys. Guys, come the on. top come on. five right now are Jurassic World, which just came out, Incredibles 2, superhero film, mm-hmm. Ocean's 8, Tag, Deadpool 2, superhero film. Like, Oh, it's five. It's five now, oh, this, it as four. of this past. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think it's incredible, and yeah, I really yeah, think that, like, we need to look at how much, like, I woke up today and I was like, I'm so busy today because I need to watch Luke Cage. So I was like, I've got to watch an amazing show based on a comic and then go do a comic book talk show I run. And then I got to read a bunch of comics before I go see that comic movie tonight. You poor thing. What a life. What, like, but how am I 2018? Like, yeah. what? No, I know. I always say that, like, when I was a kid growing up, all I had were, like, X-Men. Yeah. The X-Men films. And Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, and like I said, I found Blade later on. But those were like every three years. They were oh, yeah, so yeah. spread out. It was so few and far between. I was talking to you, um, I think, after the show last time I was here. Yeah. Where like, I would just gobble up anything. Like, I have, a, <laughs> I love uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Because it's <laughs> just like, it's just because like, that's all I had as a kid. Yeah. Where, like, that's, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch anything. I love it all. Yeah. And now we're in such a renaissance. Like, we're in the golden age of yeah. superhero movies where like, we get... 14 movies a year, 12,000 yeah. TV shows, and they're still comics. And, and we'll get to so the good. shows, because the shows are killing it. And that's oh that's going to be gosh. the end of our show. And I'm hoping, uh, yeah. I, got a, I got a theoretical phone-in guest that you guys will love if, we, if it works out. Uh, but on the journey there, Infinity War, the visual effects were staggering. I would argue Thanos was, mm. I think, the, like we were talking about benchmarks, I'd yeah. say Smeagol, and now Thanos. Like, oh, I, I'd yeah. say, like, you know, you had your Gollum level where you're like, they can make it real. Thanos, I think, yes. is the new benchmark. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, weird to me. I, I was watching a VFX breakdown of Thanos uh, online, like, where they kind of show the different layers mm-hmm. of the effects that they put on. Um, and I was, it was just, like, so it kind of like broke my immersion for a second of Infinity War because when you're watching that movie, you don't even think about Not it. Like once. It's so like, you just buy into it. And I remember like they showed um, Benedict Cumberbatch on a green screen like as he was supposed to be fighting Thanos. Well, audience. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> if you'd like, like to watch this video while Mr. Trevor described oh, it. Oh, that's exactly what we've got. <laughs> That's we exactly are, we what we've got. <laughs> Here we are, Anthony. Could you play this very descriptive video that's being described? <laughs> I just remember like watching this, and I was like, "Wait, are you telling me he wasn't actually on another planet?" I didn't. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, I didn't realize. I really was there with them on Titan, right? Yeah, I, I just like. It was Crazy. so immersive. Because nor- there, yeah. Because normally when you watch like heavy green screen, oh, you yeah. just you just know. Uh. Like part of your brain is like, yeah, okay, we're we're on. A also, spend disbelief. Right oh no, no, this movie puts you there. Yeah. And like the like the shot of Tony, like this one, that I, shot. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna he's start like, crying. He's in a t-shirt. Yeah. Like my brain was just like, why is Tony in a t-shirt? Like it just didn't. I couldn't accept that. Yeah, it's the face. No, no, no. no I did. I'm gonna cry. Um. But yeah, it's like, just like so insane. The stacks to make Thanos that high. Yeah, so like, it's, it's it's for the actor's eye line. In of course, case yeah, anybody, yeah. In I, case anybody watching like didn't know, 
Uh, and like they they on the first Deadpool, mm. they had a six foot three guy, and then he had more on top of yeah, Colossus. Colossus. And Thanos, like I love that the tech was like structure and solid, and everything felt so tangible. Yeah. So I remember looking at BTS and Deadpool, and being like, "That'd be hard to act against." But Thanos was menacing on set. Yeah, like I loved how and Josh Brolin was there, well, like yeah. like Josh Brolining, uh, and they they were saying. Um, Paul Story, the animation supervisor, uh, said, quote, Thanos' design incorporated a lot more of Josh Brolin's facial features in this film. We were mindful that Digital Domain was also working on Thanos, so both companies would often check in to make sure our characters were in sync, even though the facial pipelines are quite unique. So it was actually multiple companies making sure, like, this is working, this is working good. It just looks so amazing. Like, I, it it honestly did, um, you just never, you don't even think about it. Like, because normally, like I said, when you're on a green, you can tell, you're watching the movie, you'd be like, okay, this is on a soundstage. But, like, when I'm watching, I've seen Infinity War four times, and, like, yeah. every time, I'm like, yep, I'm here on another planet. That's insane. <laughs> Didn't think it would happen. We haven't even made it to Mars yet, but I'm in a different I'm galaxy. We're already Titan. there. Yeah. yeah. This, to me, was the first movie where I, I never was removed. Yeah. Uh, and, the, like, the CGI was so strong throughout. And someone in the live chat was like, Gollum was 20 years ago. Yes, that's, yeah, Byron, I, that's the thing. Like, in 20 years, look at... Like, the depth of animation and how incredible that was for that to be 20 years ago. Like, that's yeah. impressive. The only thing, I think, in Infinity War that sticks out to me a little bit is Iron Man's suit. Looks that points. A, the, looks a little CGI sometimes. The shading yeah. on his yeah. neck didn't always line up yeah. for me. That's why, that's one thing I miss about um, the older MCU is, like, you know, Iron... I, I, it's it's mostly an Iron Man suit because you see it a lot in, in Civil War as well. Yeah, War Machine especially for me. Yeah, and I'm, like, you know, back in the MC, uh, back in Iron Man 1 where they, they had, like... Yeah. Most of the suit was like actual practical material. Yeah. 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 I like I want them to bring that back at just once. I also think it's interesting because sometimes when people get so not full of themselves, but they get overconfident mm-hmm. about like, oh yeah, we have a lot of money, like don't worry. Yeah, they kind of, <laughs> it'll it'll be it's fine. fine. Yeah. It's gonna look great. Sometimes they lose track of like, no guys, you went a little too far. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're keeping it as real as yeah. any Titan filmmakers could be. out there or actors, if anyone says fix it in post don't work with don't, them again because yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of times this is what happens and like and this is marvel this is the yeah. studio and sometimes um they were also talking about how they revealed the ending to certain actors and i love this story Aww. so much do you know this no no so the russo brothers obviously revealed it to different people at different times it was one of those scripts that you kept close to the vest and you didn't fully especially you, tom holland you only got around. sides on exactly. the day yeah mm-hmm. and like you get a lot of fake sides like I, i've been on scripts where you have completely fake sides but that you just hit the emotional beats yeah and then later on they tell you what those lines meant like and then they had another actor doing completely different lines like i've been on those sets where you're just like i react with this reaction and i have no idea why um so they were even more in depth so they were saying that the uh elizabeth olsen paul bettany team like those people on that day were basically brought into a van and then told what the ending was and then they opened the van doors and had them go to the scene that's so So, black ops like they they got like fbi they got like pulled into a van okay this is go act man that would be so hard can you imagine yeah i mean like just as just as an actor like knowing like okay you're gonna have a huge emotional (laughs) breakdown right now go do it you're welcome like i like, so Liz, Liz Olsen said, uh, quote, I found out from the Russos exactly what was going to happen, and it wasn't until we shot it on that day we learned what the ending was. They took us into a van, all of us. We were in a van with air conditioning because it was very hot, and they told us how the movie was going to end, and no one knew. And then they were like, now we're shooting. Go! End quote. I mean, it's amazing. I love the lengths that they go to to protect their secrets. I, I mean, love that. amazing, yeah. Because none of us knew. Like, Avengers was one of the first movies where I knew I do a show about it, and I knew yeah. so little. Yeah. And it felt great to discover it with the audience. Yeah, I think Avengers... Is Avengers: Infinity War better than probably better than any other movie or sequel that I've ever seen? Um, 
really like subverted the audience expectations in in probably just the most clever way I've ever seen. And Amy was in the room with us when we had to do our spoiler free, and she hadn't seen it yet. I was trying to read you guys, and she oh, wow. like we just, were professionals. You were professionals, but you also had this look on your face like what? I can't. Is We'd seen death. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever be able to talk about this movie without spoilers. Like we had a screening <laughs> at 10 a.m. and wrapped the screening, and then had to do Collider Heroes. 20 minutes after the screening i only had the drive to compute and it was a spoiler free review so i had to talk for half an hour no spoilers 20 minutes of digestion and then come here so i spoke for four hours straight after like suffering for four hours straight dude it was the most exhausting day of i literally couldn't do that because when i saw it for the first time i cried for 30 minutes afterwards it was brutal i really did like i i legitimately i was with my girlfriend i was just on our drive home i was just crying (laughs) <laughs> it's just Dude, a quiet drive home. I love your girlfriend being the most like, go talk comics. Good, good, good. Like I met, <laughs> I met Trevor with his girlfriend and we were uh, we were outside the, the live showdown and his girlfriend was the most like supportive, please talk comics. Please, he needs Aww. this outfit. <laughs> Let him have this. And that's when I was like, we'll have him on the show. Because she was just like, she like, quietly was like, Good, yeah, good, she was very good. reserved. It was great because, <laughs> like, Koi and I obviously like we went off talking about all this instant stuff tangent, and, and like, yeah. and she was like, there was just this this piece on her face, like, ah, oh, he knows the language they're speaking. This is good. This is good for them. It was the cutest thing. Like, I love meeting couples and seeing like the dynamic of like nerddom because if they're both into it, you suddenly like have this like this flank like like form geese and you all start talking. Right. And then there's like the girlfriend that's like, I don't know what they're saying, but then there's the girlfriend that's like. Everything's good now. <laughs> He's got a happy place. Uh, it's very cute. So Avengers, I had the same thing. I saw it with Marquia, and people started talking in the press screening as soon as the credits started. Mm-hmm. And Marquia and I were both crying, and we both looked at each other like, "How can they speak?" Yeah, I'm not ready to talk again. <laughs> so it was it was really special. Obviously, we've talked about Avengers a lot, and we'll continue to. It's amazing. Um, but Loki, Tom Hiddleston, actually knew he was going to die two years before the movie came out. Interesting. That is crazy. What but do you I, think about this? I loved this. That fact. is crazy. <laughs> but also, I I love it so much because that means that every single time that he was Loki, like in what Thor Ragnarok, yeah, yeah, he knew. He well, knew. yeah, I was gonna say, was that before the filming? He of Thor knew Ragnarok? on Ragnarok that he was dying, in... which I love even more because that means that each decision that he made as an actor, there was there was some yeah, there was that, yeah, there was that which, knowledge, yes. Yeah. Which makes just his performance even that more. It's very interesting. Yeah, I need cool. to rewatch Thor Ragnarok again. I need to now after Avengers. I need to yeah. like now that, that, that like yeah. just that info makes me want to watch. Right it to like, see like his his just to choices. Watch him. Mm-hmm. So, Guardians of the Galaxy three. I'm joked up remembering. Excuse us. Is uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy three is wrapped on writing because I consider a movie. I consider a movie in it's three stages. Three times. It is made when it's written, it is made when it's shot, and it is made when it's edited. Yeah. It's how I believe movies exist. So the wrapping on the writing is done. And to me, movie one, finished. So I love that he took a year to write this. I follow James Gunn on the social medias, and the man like retreats off to write constantly. The man works his butt off. And uh, he tweeted that it's his whole heart. He tweeted like, this oh. is everything when he said it was done. Like, my whole heart is here. Yeah. Uh, and he also said, and it was a fairly big reveal, uh, that this takes place after Avengers. Yeah. A lot of the Avengers were trying to like cover the spoilers and being like, you don't know when it happens. Yeah. And I love that because everyone's like, <laughs> um, so someone just straight up tweeted James Gunn and he just said it will be after period yeah. so all of those rumors are sadly 
squashed. I was hopeful to not know uh, until we knew. Like, I was hopeful to go into these movies going, like, maybe. Well, he said he said it's going to be after Infinity War. Right. Yeah, not Aven- not after Avengers 4. Cool. Though, I mean, to, I mean, we know that Avengers 3 and Avengers 4 bleed right into each other, so presumably it'll be after yeah. Avengers 4. Yeah, mid-dusting. Right, exactly. <laughs> the whole movie. It's, ju- <laughs> it's just Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> That's Avengers. That's that's Guardians Three. Is just Rocket. Him and Nebula just running around, hoping to figure out the world. Oh man, mm. fake laugh hiding real pain. Yep, it's real. Uh, and if you guys have seen that meme going around on the internet, there's that amazing thing where Nebula says in Guardians Two, like, "You're gonna leave me with the rodent," and that's exactly what happens in Guardians. Oh, and there's also, have that. you seen that thing in Civil War? There's a scene in Civil War where all of the Avengers that I have seen, yeah. All the Avengers are sitting on one side of the table with Tony in the distance, and then all the Avengers that get dusted are on the other side of the table. And the Russos made both, so I feel like they were My like, cynical brain wants what? to say that that's a coincidence. OG team, new team. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted that it might be a coincidence, yeah, but I love I, that. I, I just I I think the Russos are geniuses. I just don't know if anybody would have had that kind of forethought. That's like, five, four or five years by the time we film it to come out. I mean, that was before they were confirmed to be directing as well. Yeah. So they planted all the seeds for the, the the reveal, but who knows if that was actually. But it's a cool yeah. visual, and I, I also think that if anyone can do it, it's the Russos. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah, I, I like your optimism. I mean, I think I think in any case, whether it's coincidence coincidence or not, um, like we were talking about with Loki, it just adds more subtext when you go back and rewatch those mm-hmm. films. Yeah, later, I know? agree. Um, so basically it takes place after, uh, we've got a couple quotes about Guardians of the Galaxy and it's kind of what we just summarized that, uh, one of the Russos said, Anthony Russo said, quote, here's the thing. I think it's important to remember anything is possible in the MCU just because there's a sequel in the books doesn't mean, I mean, people become accustomed to time moving linearly in the MCU. That doesn't necessarily have to be the case. There's a lot of very inventive ways where the story can go. Joe Russo followed up saying there's four years between Guardians 2 and Infinity War. That's a long time and a lot of Guardian stories to tell. Again, as Anthony said, don't expect anything to move forward in a linear fashion in the universe that's so interesting so they're literally like maybe yeah but also like ignore everything that you think you may know yeah and right just roll with it oh yeah it's like there are a lot of people that say like how could you even take infinity war seriously like you know they're not going to be dead spider-man is a sequel yeah and i was just like no. i was just, I, I was thinking <laughs> about it like i don't go into these movies thinking about like i'm, I'm taking the movie at face value mm-hmm. you know it's like that's how you allow yourself to become immersed in a story and enjoy it. Exactly. You gotta be in the movie as much as possible. Otherwise, yeah. why are you there? You're not there to look at the sequel. Like right. that's why I'm not big on prequels. Is the stakes are so low, and if you yeah. put yourself in that position, you're doing it to yourself. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. and it's if it's real for the characters, it's real for us. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so but whatever. I mean, I just love the quote. I love that even if they're, they're trolling or it's a possibility. <laughs> well, here's here's a question. Is it, correct me if I'm wrong? Isn't Ant Man and the Wasp the first movie that jumps back? Like from the last movie that we saw that jumps back in time? As a full movie, I think so. Because yeah. we've had flashes like mm-hmm. back and forth. Like yeah. obviously like a lot of flashbacks in these movies. And Ant-Man did a lot of flashbacks. Right. So the, the chronology is tricky. And, and they like, said Spider-Man chronology is just false. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, obviously like Captain America took place in the 40s. But um, the but bookends. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But for the like as a full movie, it's the first one where like this takes place before. It's like. I don't want to. I don't mean anything by this comparison, but it's like the Rogue One, of, right? Right. Of the MCU, it's right? setting up a story that takes place with characters that we don't know how it ends in the movie that already came out. Yeah, exactly. It's it's Hawkeye the first one Man. that plays with the timeline like that. And I think is. Hawkeye will come into play because of that. Ooh, oh, interesting. That's oh, my yeah. theory. Having yeah. not seen it, I'm seeing it tonight. I think Hawkeye pops up in Ant Man again. I'm a plebeian, and I have to wait till the release date to see <laughs> it. So. I'll just text you the third act. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just message me the live. The post credit yeah, scene. Yeah. You're like, what have you done? <laughs> um, and even Chris Pratt said, uh, quote, 
the movie might take place in the past. It might be a prequel. So everyone's trolling except James Gunn, or perhaps only James Gunn is trolling. James Gunn's super real, and I love that about <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He's such like a punk rock director and oh, writer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, He's... put Jimmy Urine in Guardian Studios in MSI. No. So a band called Mindless Self-Indulgence that are like crazy punk rock. One yeah. of the Ravagers was the lead singer. Like, oh, that's so James cool. Gunn is that like punk yeah. rock. I love that. That's awesome. So filming for Guardians 3 will start in 2019. The script is done. Writer-director James Gunn has delivered a draft and they will begin official pre-production very soon. They'll be, according to Feige, they'll be shooting early next year. Captain Marvel finishes in about two weeks. Spider-Man starts in about two weeks. And then Guardians 3 can you imagine what Pinewood is like? They're just right. shifting in and out of our dreams. Yeah. Like, we're going to wrap this in two weeks. Spider-Man's going to start in two weeks. Then by next week, Guardians 3, like that. Can you imagine just walking into their storage? Right. Like, it's just our happiness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, They're just sliding nice. dreams in and out. Yeah. It's amazing. That's a, uh, one time um, I was working on a project and I had to go to a special effects studio to get like a, a head mold, like a mm-hmm. mold of my head done. And this was the studio that, like, works on a lot of the MCU TV shows. Oh, And so sick. they had, like, Daredevil helmets around. Oh, and dude, I would have lost my mind. I, I did. Oh. I got to hold one. That's and I was sick. like, this is the coolest. Like, I, I, it was a dream come true. I was dude, like, this that's is the so coolest cool. thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so that's just a little I, Yeah, the moments you can see any prop. Like, when I, uh, I gotta say it again, audience. Uh, when I did the Infinity War red carpet, they had all, or almost all the costumes set up. So I walked in and I was more enchanted. I like didn't want to interview people because I just wanted yeah. to be amongst the costumes and props. Oh, so I was just wandering. There's like the Winter Soldier cap outfit, the regular cap outfit, Black Panther suit, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange's Tibetan monk robes oh. look like actual monk robes. Yeah. They're so beautiful and like God, detailed and layered. Yeah, so I totally, I lost my mind. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, so the the slate for Marvel is crazy and the future of Marvel films is even crazier because it looks like we're getting Young Avengers which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys know about Young Avengers? Do you like the characters? Yeah, I love them. Um, I'm wondering, though, if they're, if they're are they going to be Young Avengers or New Avengers, like, as we move forward in the MCU. That, I, I, I think it'll probably be more of a New Avengers vibe, because I think you'll have Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, probably Bucky as Cap, um, you know, Scarlet Witch. So they won't necessarily be young teenagers. I think we're going to see both. Yeah, I think we're gonna get a young team. I think because they're all they were, they were talking about Camilla Khan coming yeah. in as well. So, so I'm super interested in that. So I think if you have uh, and you know, uh, we might see how the Spider Verse movie ties into yeah. like having. I think I think there's a lot of potential for like younger characters ha- having a Young Avengers team set up. You Care know? about Silk? Yeah, that's I mean, that's all very exciting. We don't have a lot of details on Silk, so we didn't include it as an actual. But Silk is rumored uh, the incredible character, the Korean American character of Silk is so much fun. She was yeah. in a basement for six years and then she got released and she had to rediscover the world. And like the, the fish in a bottle story. I love the idea of a character like rediscovering what like life is like it's, yeah. you get an Encino man, a character. That's it'll so be, much fun. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, if the Sony films do eventually tie into the MCU films, as is rumored. Um, it'll be interesting to see with with Miles and with Spider Gwen and all these other characters if they'll transition to like a Web Warriors yeah type thing. You get so many options. Yeah. Um. So that that's exciting. The Young Avengers idea is is fairly recent. Uh, Feige said there's a lot of potential characters that are among the list of all of them. He's looking at the swath of Marvel. Um, saying, quote, marketing's coming up with a lot of things, how to debut these plans, how to debut Captain Marvel, lots of opportunities for fun, exciting stuff coming up, and after Avengers 4 being less cagey about it. I think we might see some of these characters introduced in Avengers 4 because of that quote. That'll be, oh, wow. I think That'll the end of Avengers 4 is a full-on, remember the first time you saw Civil War 
uh, and the, the airport scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to get a Young Avengers and New Avengers team at the end of Avengers 4, and he's talking about it now. That'll be super interesting. I I think the thing I'm most excited for is Camilla Khan out of all these things, because I really like that character. And I think uh, Incredibles 2 kind of showcased with Elastigirl what you can do with those types of oh, powers. Yeah, I know that was animation, and live action is different, but... But it's beautiful. It'll be really interesting to see. And so I think having... Um, a kind of backdoor pilot, yeah. so to speak, with Avengers 4 and all these other young characters. I think characters. they're doing, man. It'd be really interesting. Maybe. And it could go TV as well. Yeah, well, I mean, that I, I don't know about the idea of young Avengers being introduced at the end of Avengers 4. I wonder if that's almost too soon, but I'd also be willing to roll with it. But it's like we really have no idea. That's and the right. fact that they, they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're thinking about doing young Avengers and lots of other characters as well. You're just like, okay, well, when are they going to be introduced? And is it going to start sooner than we think? Yeah. You know, actually, that's actually not too far-fetched, I think. It's right there. You need a lot of heroes. Because especially with Captain Marvel being introduced um, or or brought into, like, the larger MCU uh, with Avengers 4, that'd be an interesting opportunity to connect Captain Marvel to Miss Marvel. Yep. Like, if you just – like, you could just have Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel fighting Thanos or aliens or whatever – on a TV, and you just see a Camilla Khan like looking on mm-hmm. and look, watching the TV in awe, right? Like that oh, would be such would an interesting. And because it's in the '90s, she will have been doing this for 20 years. Yeah, so 25 years. She'll be experienced. So what you do is you because it takes place in like '91. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you introduce her in her own movie, give her the hero story. When she comes into Avengers Four, she brings a team with her. She brings people with her, and then you meet that team. And then the next movie is introducing them with their own origins. But you bring in. Kamala Khan, you bring in new Shuri. Young Avengers, any of these people, Shuri, yeah. but you can have them be on Captain Marvel's squad because she's had 25 years to assemble whatever. Yeah. Oh, so she's kind of like the the mama bear. I'm of saying the she's team. leading a different team. Interesting. I like that. I would like also the the introduction of a new younger generation mm-hmm. of fans because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like what 2008 is when we all started watching these yeah. MCU films like consistently. Yeah. I mean, there there are people yeah. that weren't even born it's yet. It's interesting. Yeah. Like, there there are kids who have grown up on the MCU. I'm so jealous of them. Yeah, seeing kids discover Spider Man in Civil War is one of my favorite things. Like oh, when right. I was watching Civil War, I'd love to. This sounds creepy, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to like knowing that scene was coming up, just like look around Watch, and see yeah. little kids like. Like when we need like, you know, the bus stuff and like all that stuff. And just seeing kids come out of the theater talking about it was just like, did you see Spider-Man? Because he's their age or, you know, a little older, but he's more identifiable to see uh, like a new generation get a Spider-Man is one of my favorite things that's happened with the MCU. Yeah. Uh, And this could happen with the Young Avengers. Uh, Feige said to Heroic Hollywood. Marvel has been planting seeds for the Young Avengers' eventual appearance for quite some time. In response to a question from outlets asking if it was possible to see more young heroes like Young Avengers joining the Marvel TV shows like Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, he said, quote, well, sure. And both of those you just mentioned we talked about for a long time and went over to be successful TV shows. We've always been fans of Power Pack and figuring that out. And yes, so where and when we could see evolution from that? I don't know. And certainly taking our cue from the comics as we always do, that's why we wanted Cassie, a very young Cassie in this movie, to be inspired by her father, just planting in case... Freaking, that's you. You have your Cassie, right and then you go to Young Avengers because Ant Man doing well, and then yeah. you've got Cloak and Dagger doing well. Like, there's so much. I I just love how much he just tends the garden. Like he yeah. knows he's planting seeds. Hey man, if you're gonna bring Cloak and Dagger in, you bring in the Defenders oh, first, right man. There. They deserve it. <laughs> that poor like, TV. We're almost to them actually. But yeah. yeah, that poor TV. Like, corner. I feel like Matt Murdock. I want him to just. just I want. 
I, I, don't wanna, I, never, I remember reading, like, you know, the Russo brothers were considering bringing, like, Daredevil yeah. or the Defenders into Infinity War, and then they decided against it. I just, like, I want to it's so It's so hard. I can't imagine those schedules. I'm just, like, I'm super about that interconnectivity. I mean, yeah. that's, what I, that's something I love about comics, and I, and I know that... Um, like the MCU started out emula- emulating that mm-hmm. with their different TV shows and then the movies and um and that was it was all connected but we haven't seen like the really broad strokes of connectivity like you know a Marvel team up or whatever yeah and we Agents of Shield has touched on it but it's hard to really yeah um so we also have basically the first time Kevin Feige has commented on LGBT characters debuting in the MCU saying quote both characters you've seen and the ones you haven't seen have uh, leanings towards being gay, but we haven't seen those sides of it yet. Tessa Thompson has been very clear about Valkyrie being bisexual, mm. but they cut those scenes, which bothered me a lot because yeah. that that emotional impact of that Val- other Valkyrie dying would have been twofold, tenfold, oh, yeah. if they'd actually had the love story that was built in. So he promised that going forward, not only would be getting um, more characters representing more types of people, but they'd be focusing on that. They'd be leaning into it. They'd be making sure that was a focus. He also today was saying how they want the MCU to be more than 50% female. About um, time. going Hello. forward yeah. so i love that kevin feige is like okay well we've built this universe uh the comics are traditionally heterosexual white dudes so here's the world we built now we can bring in everything else because our brand is so strong that like the people that get mad at the people that are going to call me an sjw for saying any of this they are already seeing these movies so yeah. like they've already You're established already for it, bro. yeah they've already like made this <laughs> brand so strong so you can be mad at me on the internet all you want kevin feige's just like murder murder money yeah. so like now's the time that you've got everything set up it is time. I love, yeah. and I really love that, you know, like, one thing that, um, I know some people don't like about the comics uh, currently, but something that I really appreciate is when you look at the, like, you know, the, they have, the, like, the promotional images of all of these new heroes and, like, the state of Marvel Comics now, you just see such a diverse cast of characters. Yeah. Like, Marvel Comics, like, especially with their legacy characters, like, Ironheart and, and, and um, Jane Foster's Thor mm-hmm. and, um... Uh, Cap Falcon, as I call yeah. him, like you know, Falcon is Captain America. You just it, it's such it's so diverse, and I really like it. Like I love, and I love that the MCU is kind of following that path of having you know a, a more diverse cast of characters. And so, Spider Man like, Homecoming looked like New York, oh, like yeah, yeah, when yeah. that was that started, and then they can keep mm-hmm. going. So I, I really think they've done some really incredible stuff. Uh, we had so much news this week. We will actually not be able to cover it all, but I want to let you guys know as we get to the last couple things. Uh, Luke Cage. We have started. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, let's let's talk Luke Cage briefly, and then we'll dive back in, and then okay. we'll see what kind of time we got. Luke Cage, I am not done with. Uh, I'm not even halfway with. Uh, how far did you get? Three. Three. Okay, so I'm at five, three, two. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so overall impressions from the jump, like just where you guys are now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I also, I love the music, but I love the amount of like super intense awesome strength that women are showing yeah mm-hmm. even more mm-hmm. so in this season but also uh luke's mm, kind of transformation yeah he's going through stuff and i yeah. like that his ego is crazy oh. my like. favorite the thing i really love is like and it was something that i felt it wasn't lacking but like you know as luke cage season one ended and then the defenders um i was like okay okay mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm still kind of wanting a little bit of this just because I'm a fan of the comics is the Heroes for Hire stuff. Yeah. You yeah. definitely get sense of like it kind of leaning Need in that direction. the money and they talk about money a bit more. Yeah, and I'm really digging watching that transformation and as she said, the women um, in this season are just so great. Like my, Misty Knight was easily the best part, him or her and Cottonmouth 
uh, the best parts. Yeah, of, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, her. They were the best parts of season one, and I love watching. I, I just love watching Misty Knight. She's great. Um, and so I'm, so far I'm, I'm really digging the direction. I love the music. Yeah, um, and the music I'm, is so strong. That's still. the, I mean, for me, the first season, like, I discovered so many artists from Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> so, um, Jadena's one J- of my go-tos. I was gonna say, dude, Jadena's song, uh, Long Live the Chief. Dude, I run to constantly. Yeah, uh, I, it's on my workout playlist. I've yeah, I saw him live here. Uh, he, he toured and I got to see him it's, because of Luke Cage. It's such a good, like, I'd never heard that song. I'd heard some of Jadena's music. But that song, like, yeah. in season one, I was like, oh my god, I need that and on my I playlist. And I love that Harlem feels like a character that they can... It's almost like you can have a musical guest every week, but oh, it yeah. feels controlled. It doesn't feel, like, trite. Yeah. It's the only show I think I've ever seen where it's like, and musical guest, this character it's, that's on brand. It's so interesting exactly. that that club yeah. acts as a plot device to introduce, like, musical artists. And I love it's that. It's so interesting. Yeah. And I've never seen a movie, a narrative do that before, like a fiction narrative. Right, right, right. I slightly reminds me of Charmed with people. P3. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this has done better. But, I never would have thought know, of that. That's like, a great point. You know, yeah. times have changed, but... And I love yeah. I love how much the show leans into Harlem being a character. We talk about this oh, in every yeah. Netflix exactly. show, but uh, I feel like Daredevil protecting Hell's Kitchen is his birthright. Uh, you know, Jessica Jones, the way she protects her corner because of, like, obligation and how she's like, I don't really want to, but I'm a yeah. good person. <laughs> Luke Cage's Harlem thing, they... I, they all have the same goal, but they yeah. all handle it so differently. Even the that's uh, such good writing. Even the villains in Luke Cage like and care Kingpin. about Harlem. Like everyone, yeah, has and the... Kingpin. Oh, God. But that's uh, what I mean. Like they have different narratives, but it's the same goal, and the writing is so good that you're like, wait, this doesn't feel familiar. Like yeah. every single one of them wants the same goal, and that's why the villains are good. But all the writing is so good, you're like, this doesn't feel like I'm rewatching season one. It feels completely new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I, i'm i'm digging it we're on episode five i'm on episode five uh they just started as well so we're not gonna do any spoilers obviously because we don't have anything to spoil uh but the tone of the show i think i like it more than the first season so far yeah uh i do miss cotton mouth that i knew that was gonna happen because yeah. the second half of the first season i miss cotton mouth uh so i really think they have the, they have bushmaster he's great that's so far. In the first, oh, first so episode no spoilers yeah he's intense uh, yeah. yeah his so, fighting style when you get to it really is insane yeah. uh the acrobatic like there's there's a lot yeah. uh so basically uh okay cool uh we have a we had a guest that we were gonna have on we're gonna have him on next week uh it's gonna be very exciting next week because he knows the ins and outs of marvel he's been on many marvel sets he's involved with ant-man so we can talk about that and we also had more news here but we've already gone an hour and you have know there are, yeah oh my gosh. it's uh it's actively 315 right now wow. so um quickly uh peyton reed wants to do a fantastic four movie he was attached to one before he wants to come back with ant-man and the wasp doing well with ant-man doing well fantastic four seems like a thing that could happen and with the fox merger going through that is definitely a thing that could happen speaking of the fox merger the fox merger has been accepted but all of the T's and I's are not dotted and crossed yeah. yet. So they've accepted a larger deal of 71 <laughs> to 73 billion, depending on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, holy jumping. That is yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the biggest thing of our lifetime, I think, as far as mergers. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Especially as like a media conglomerate. Or something. And like next week, we'll have more details. So we can cover that more next week. Uh, Silk, as I mentioned before, is moving forward. Uh, they've announced it. They've talked about it. They don't have any details, whether it's animated, whether it's live action, but they've had those conversations. Uh, Blackwood down to a short list of directors but we don't so have excited. the final i'm hoping next week we have an actual director as opposed to talking about all the maybes maybe yeah. we can have one uh and then okay covered that <laughs> was there any news story we covered luke cage cloak and dagger we'll talk about more next week i'm on episode three so i'll watch four and five before next week what was your favorite thing that happened in all of this madness this week before we as we wrap what a, a summation uh probably 
Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. And I love Tom Holland. So anything that he's willing to share that he can share, um, I'm I'm excited for. Totally so, get yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably on the same page because you know Spider Man. Spider Man's my guy. Always has been. Um, there's just so much. Like I think a lot of our discussion was about like the co- uh, the comments that have been made throughout the past week on like Avengers Four and Guardians and Captain Marvel. And so just seeing, I think all of this is setting the stage for the state of the MCU post Avengers Four. Right. Like all these comments, all these like upcoming movies. It's all such. It's a it's a mystery. Right. And so like kind of. Like I said, it's all setting the stage, so I'm I'm just really like prepped and ready to see like Avengers Four is going to drop and our worlds are going to change, and I'm really I'm really excited to see where it goes. I completely agree, uh, and Spider Man's mine as well. I mean, my Spider Man bias is strong, but a lot of these things are like they just have me like excited. They're like teasing, whereas Spider Man felt like I got an information that I can I, my brain can play with the imagination of that more. Like Far From Home, I can like daydream about. Yeah. So much happened this week because the Ant Man premiere. A lot of people were getting interviewed. A lot of the quotes, all those things. I expected it to be a slow week, so that's why we had a guest that we didn't have time to make work, and we will next week, hopefully. Uh, because between now and Comic Con, I imagine it's going to be slower, except for this Ant Man week. Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll be discussing Ant-Man spoiler-free. We'll be discussing Luke Cage with light spoilers, maybe full spoilers, but we'll separate those. We'll have Marquia back, and then we'll have time to dive deeper into the things I just kind of ran through, because hopefully next week, we'll know more about the merger. Hopefully next week, we'll know more about the Black Widow directors, all the things that I kind of just at you in the last few minutes. Uh, this was a big old show. Where can they find you on the internet? On all social media, at MTZ. I also do stuff at Geek Bomb. Uh, so feel free to follow us there. If you like anything nerdy, which I'm pretty sure you do since you're already watching us, make sure to follow us. Uh, I also do other shows on AfterBuzz and Popcorn Talk. So uh, Marvel TV Weekly, as well as you know, Marvel Movie News, Box Office Breakdown, and Netflix Picks. All right. And sir, Trevor, where are they uh, finding you? You guys can find me at Trevor underscore Steins on Instagram, Twitter, and like I said, Vero. <laughs> and shout out to Koi's mom, who said I was adorable last time I was on. My mom, she watches every week. Uh, and you can find me here always on Twitter and Instagram at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. Uh, IGTV, I just started doing that. Uh, you can find me on Heroes Monday and this Wednesday. You can find me in Vegas this week, and you can find me at Screen Junkies on Wednesday. You can find me on the internet on Thursday. I'm doing a lot this week, so find me. I love you guys. See you next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.